I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. <laughs> uh, Nailed it. Andre Conaparo, say hello. Hello. Chris Stewart, say hello. Hi, guys. We have one guest as well, our old friend, Stephen Krebs. Say hello. Hey, guys. Old and current. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like 70. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually my old math teacher from high school, <laughs> Mr. Krebs. We usually play Risk on Thursdays. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, he has nothing to do with food per se. He's just a friend, and we were having dinner. And but he's a he's a listener to the pod. You and your roommate as well. Yeah, Ryan Richter. Hey, shout, bud. Shout, shout out Richter. Richter. So we just made some dinner. I'm pretty hungover. We're drinking more. I am too. And we're potting. Yeah, how hungover are you right now? Man, I'm like I think, a, I'm I think like that's like four. three for three podcasts in a row. You guys have started out like really pretty hungover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still drinking. Were they after uh, one for three nights? Well, we usually do it on Thursdays, so yeah, quite possibly two Wednesdays out of the month. I'm throwing a party which involves staying out until three in the morning, usually drinking. So. Usually, and I'm there. As well. And he also there. <laughs> Yay. Drinking. I've not been. There's you'll, no food at it. You'll never come. But I want to go. Club, the club it's at has like chicken fingers, I think. Okay. So there's food. Did all not right. know that. I should go. Um, all right. So we just made dinner. What did we make? I'm trying out. Some fine cheeses. Yeah, you got some good cheeses. From some, DTLA. I got hoodwinked. Outstanding fromage. I'm trying out a... Uh, a marinade, chicken marinade, yogurt based with Korean gojujang. Whoa. It's like a playoff of a Turkish kebab marinade, yogurt based. Well, yogurt's a, a great marinade for any kind of protein period because it does such a good job tenderizing. It really does. And it gives you a nice tangy tang. And you mm. had to fight some uh, some hardware issues tonight with dinner as well. Yeah, man. The cast iron grill plate did not, not work well i still i think that plate was fine i still bl- i blame the burners on the stove we're using we're actually we do not have the home field advantage tonight it's true Mm-mm. stewie's house sitting yay on location so we had a kitchen we were not used to and but more importantly we're eating watermelon and you guys put tony's creole seasoning on top of the watermelon slices yeah, no, yeah do it again like, if we had more it's a version of like mexican fruit where you get the lime and chili salt on it. Salting fruit is always a good move. How spicy is it? Not at all. There's oh. no spice. No, it's mild. It's just a seasoned salt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little southern touch. It's like a Lowry's with a tang. Jace is the only one that didn't do it. It's like it officer- gross to me. It's delicious. It's like yeah. homicide detective Mac Lowry yeah. salt. <laughs> yeah, it is like it a Lowry's like, salt. I don't like putting stuff on my fruit like that. Like I, I never really got behind the chili on the on the Mexican fruit. Oh, wait, bag. I picked you up no? from the airport a couple of days ago with the bag of no. mango and watermelon, and you were into it. I was munching it, but I, it's something I would never order. I like I like my fruit to be uh, barren, all natch, mm. untouched. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, all like, I like it pure in the nude. Yeah, yeah, in the nude. I also don't like fruit mixed in on this in the salad too much. No, I, no, I'm not a fan of that either. In a salad, like with greens, or like a fruit salad. Greens. I don't. I don't like well, a fruit si- mixed in a fruit salad. I, well, like, as in, like you don't like a fruit salad. <laughs> no, no, no. You know? That's a valid yeah, as question. in, like you don't like if the if the if the flavors blend in a fruit salad. You ever had? I, like, I don't like like some I people don't like fruit salad. I don't like a strawberry in, a, this, in an arugula salad. It gets like all muddy. Keep but the current out of it. Keep strawberry. Not a, no grape. I'll do. I'll do a peach burrata. Okay. Sometimes I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah, that's all but right. You're a fruity eater in the salad, aren't but you in that in that peach yeah. burrata salad, it's probably a grilled peach. Not necessarily. If it's not necessarily okay. a not good necessarily. peach, actually, Fair like enough. a nice, you know, a, a fairly firm peach. What about dates? Keep the dates out of my salad as well. Yeah, 
<laughs> I will eat salad on a date. Nah. Well, oh, good God. Speaking of airport, yeah, I was, I was in San Francisco this weekend, and I did. I had the presence of mind to before I go to the airport, where the San Francisco airport has a great food court in the Virgin America zone. You can get like dim sum. They have a good dim sum spot. They have dim sum. Yeah, they have sushi. They have fresh smoothies and juices. They have harmless harvest coconut juice. They have kombucha. They got it all, man. I'll take that. But even despite that, I went to a San Francisco sandwich spot. Yeah, when you told me you did this, I thought it was the most pro move ever. It was genius. But, I mean, bringing food onto a plane is, is you know, that's nothing new. Oh, it's crucial. But uh, I'm, really get, I'm really getting into it. I'm, I've been flying a, a bunch lately, so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get into it lately. But I had, I found, like, a nice San Francisco sandwich deli spot. And they have the bread that's only I've seen in San Francisco. That's Dutch crunch. The Dutch crunch. Yeah. Oh, right. It's wonderful. And and you're you know you grew up in 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 Northern California, I so did. you're more of a Dutch Dutchman. It's true. Um, what can they you explain, hollow it out? Explain what explain what the bread is. I mean, it's like it's basically a white bread, but the crust is kind of hard to explain because it's not a uniform crust. It's got like spots on the crunch. Um, I'm trying to figure out yeah, it's, the it's, closest how to describe it, but it's kind of like a unique thing. It's like how do you describe like a marble rye? Yeah, if you've never had a marble rye. It's yeah, a, it's a very distinct yeah, type it really of bread. Is, uh, but yeah, it's that's definitely a very good question. Explaining what marble rye is like to somebody. Oh wow, that's true. But it's definitely it has no sour to it. <laughs> so you don't when you associate it with San Francisco and Northern California, it definitely doesn't have any sour like sourdough. It's mm-hmm. definitely a, a like a clean, creamy white bread kind of situation with a really great crust on top. Creamy and then white they loaf. usually it's often baked almost in the shape somewhere between um, like a, a regular baguette and like a fagasa. like a hoagie. But like a but like a, a figasso or um, like almost a, a more of a flatter loaf. But then they hollow out the bread when they make the sandwich usually. Mm-hmm. So you're just really eating it for the crust. Oh, yeah. interesting. And the, the, it, the crust kind of almost feels like when you like bake a little cheese on top, it gets like a yep. weird like dark golden brown crunchy thing. It's very delightful. But yeah, they just straight up and they don't ask if you want it hollowed out or not. It's just. Assume. Just get scooped out, yeah. And they just they just dig with their with their paws straight in there, not like a subway slice where they cut out the a V or oh, of like it. That. No, yeah. just their clam mitts getting right in there. Deep. Dig, they dig a full Sammy trench. Yeah, and I think that is an optimal sandwich bread. Definitely, so good, especially for a hoagie or a or a grinder. Nah. What is the difference between a hoagie or a, and a grinder? I think it's where you live. Yeah, I think that's the difference <laughs> yep. between it. If you're on the which East Coast. name is funnier? Grinder, yeah. Grinder. <laughs> I'm gonna go hoagie. Hoagie's funnier. Hoagie bar, Michaels. Hoagie. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a That's bar a where we grew up in Huntington <laughs> Beach called Hoagie Bar Michaels. Hoagie Bar Michaels. What the fuck is that? Popped into my. It just popped into my head. But uh, I did. So I, I have the sandwich on the flight, and I'm like, I'm very. You you feel very cool, and you have to get a food that doesn't smell. So you have to get a cold sandwich. Neutral. Yes. You can't be going on there with the with the with the loud, hot, stinky food. Yeah, it's common. I'll sit next to somebody with McDonald's. Yeah, which yeah. is pretty intense. Yeah, I was on a real. flight back from the Poconos, and the woman next to me, I swear to God, I don't know where it came from, but it was like a a ginger grass chicken. That she started eating during the takeoff and then removed and ate like five different times slowly over the course of the flight. So there was never a moment where it didn't smell like that next to me. Like she, she partioned it out somehow. Like every time that it all, the smell almost went away, she went back in. So she, I was so like, this was, my, I was like, this is premeditated. Yeah, Meditated. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. You, when I, when I was, pull out the it food, it was chemical warfare on the plane. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta eat it and you gotta, Commit to it in one bite. Also, who 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 does that? I don't know. If you're on a flight, you're bored, and you have like a delicious meal in front of you, you're just gonna eat that. Yeah. If you have a whole can of Pringles on the flight and you're bored, you're eating the whole can of Pringles. No, she you was she was squirreling it away. Not for not, later. Not a full can. The a little shorty. Little shorty. Yeah. <laughs> little Pringle shorty. I like a little shorty, just dude. The, the, El <laughs> Cho- the El Chapo Pringles. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jeff, eat the way. Pringles are delicious, but is there a more artificial food product that you can think of? Uh, Dippin' Dots. <laughs> yeah, but what's Dippin' what Dots? Dippin Dots? What's Dippin' Dot emulating? Uh, Pringles are supposed to be potato chips. 
They're just like, it could be made of God. Yeah, Dippin' Dot is its own. Dippin' Dot is just like, whatever, it's nebulous. But like you, like, oh, I'm going to get this no, potato chip. Ice cream. Like, what is it? It says it on mm-hmm, Dippin' Dot's mm-hmm. ice cream. It says ice cream. It's like Pringle says potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that. Uh, Jason almost I just went said, down. Oh. It was, it was, Sorry, it was guys. made for astronauts Ooh. so they could have ice cream. Really? Yeah. Welcome to the space age. Oh, we had a, a malfunction. Well, that, that, that chair's broken, but <laughs> we have a we had a chair malfunction. Um, there's one around. But the we're corner. gonna we're gonna keep it going. But it's also, like, like Tang, Dippin' Dots, I'm yeah. pretty sure is astronaut food. I didn't realize that. I just yeah, think but about yeah, it. Dippin' Dots are cold, aren't they? They're they're no, they can be served room temperature. Room temp, yeah. That's why I kind of didn't realize. Yeah, because it doesn't taste like. Ice cream. Okay, I'm back. My chair is <laughs> Jason's back. There was a really interesting book that came out, I think, last week about basically how so such a large part of the technology of our food is related towards uh, basically the military developing ways to make food safe for troops, you know, without refrigeration. Um, kind shit of on a shingle. Long term, yeah, shit on a shingle. But so, like, when a lot of the and I'm sure Pringles is is an effect of that. I wouldn't be but surprised. But that a lot of what we eat these days is certainly processed foods. Maybe not a lot of what the people at this table eat necessarily, but a lot of large manufactured processed food. The the technology behind it is directly linked into the military complex working on ways to I guess that's M- to develop MREs Obama. For our that's just innovation in general. Thanks, Obama. Really, Steel you beams. Know? Yeah, they've got the money, the funding. Like they're gonna figure it out, and make it happen. That's right. That's one of the only things the government has done correctly. Am I right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> and super glue. <laughs> Bless their heart. So I guess the point is, Velcro. would you eat a freeze-dried Dutch Crunch San Francisco grinder? If I was an astronaut, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. But I did, I, did the, I did a bold move, though. At Del Taco? To a company. <laughs> 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 I went bold. To, to a company, the sandwich, I had, I had the side of potato salad. And I found myself starving in the airport terminal. So I'm just in the terminal in San Francisco, Virgin America, cool, young, hip, flying people everywhere. I'm just sitting there alone, eating potato salad by myself. Ugh. What, do you have a grimace on your face? Just, I had a, yeah, yeah. I, I was, it was like shameful, but Eastern it was Eastern European delicious. looks, yeah. Nobody really eats potato salad anymore, am I right? I, there's some in the fridge. I made, <laughs> I made some. I made some tonight it's for terrible. Yeah, right? I ate some tonight. Yeah, we, had, we all know, had it together. I know, but like... There's four of us. That's four, yeah. When's the last time you like went to a place and bought some potato salad? It's, it, I feel like it's, it's a, gone... Like the Whole Foods? Cities, it's gone the way of the dodo, I'm saying. Like people don't really cities. get the potato salad so much The anymore. Koreans get the potato uh, salad. And the Japanese. It's delicious. God, the, the QP. The keeping the keeping the tater flag waving. The Japanese just I had some today. I went to Western Doma Noodle. Oh, and man. of course, as part of the banchan, it can, came out the Korean potato salad, which made me very happy. See, here's back to the fruit and in the ice salad. Cold. Apple in the potato salad, no me gusta. That's a Waldorf. Okay. That's not good. I don't I'm like okay that either. I'm not mad at it. What about you, Krebs? What do you think about apple in the potato salad? I don't know. I was thinking about. Uh, no, no, sushi though. Like when you get the dessert at the end, a lot of times they'll take like a pineapple and put plum wine on it. Are you into that? Yes. I'm okay with that, okay. yeah. for sure. I'm okay with that. Wait, I've never had pineapple with plum wine on it, though. Yeah. <clears throat> there's, there's a couple That's a options. sushi thing? Yeah. I usually just get the orange slice. But my favorite move at the end of the sushi is the cucumber with a little rice wine vinegar and some sesame seeds on top. Yeah, it's nice as well. Cleanse that palate. But I've never had a, the pineapple. Maybe that's like an Orange County thing. I've had the cucumber as a starter. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a starter move. Mm. Big fan. Um... Also, speaking of airport, when Andre picked me up, oh, we yeah. went to uh, we went to Bel Campo. Oh, for, for new in Santa Monica for dinner. Bel Special Cam- treat. Wait, no, but before we did that, what <laughs> yes. else? What do we do before we did that? Oysters. Happy hour oysters with kimchi. With a kimchi minette. Kimchi minette. A kimchi. A kimchi minette. <laughs> Kim, and it was Kim very trails. Good. What was that place called? Herringbone. Herringbone. Yeah, which was good. Pretty good. Was uh, it was a quality dollar oyster. Yeah, four thirty, six thirty dollar oyster. Usually, dollar oyster can be a little rough. It's it's hard to find a, a quality one in LA, but this one was. This these did not taste like day olds. This one was solid. These were good. Day olds. Day olds. No. But day then, old and oysters. Then we, so we went from happy hour on the beach. 
Some Chardonnay. Jeez. Yeah, it was a nice Monday. White yeah. girl rosé. It was a date night. I felt guilty having such a nice, Jason indulgent and day on a Monday. Jason and Andre date night. That's my every Monday. I'm like, I was, we're closed on Mondays. And it's just like... Oh, yeah, that's true. That's just, that's just what I do. That's why I always hit everybody. But both of us had done work that Monday. You were flying in from work. I was mm-hmm. returning gear. Yeah, and, and when then, you when you grind and hustle like I do every day is Monday, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the grussel. Yeah, yep. yeah. Never not Monday. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, then, and then we went to the new Bel Campo in Santa Monica. Which is my f- new fave butcher shop in L.A., possibly. Grand Central Market. They have one yeah. Grand Central Market. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still, I think, in just a, a small notch, a bigger McCall's fan, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Love just Bel different. Campo. It's different. It's definitely different. All right, Bel Campo, the restaurant, John 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 Gold, I call him. JG? He just reviewed it. And? He didn't give a... I thought he did a good... He gave a good review, but when you read read between the lines... Yeah, it was more of a description than a It actually seems like a not, not a very solid review. But uh, we had a great meal there. We had a fantastic the, meal uh, there. The star dish was the mutton. Without a doubt, that was my favorite. And also, I was thinking, mutton is basically just... Sheep, right? I believe so. Yes, sir. Is there a worse, is there a less appetizing name for food than mutton? It really seems like like bottom of the barrel. I guess it might be kind of bottom of the barrel, you know? It makes me think of sideburns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it makes you think of a yeah. sideburn. Yeah. Stand-up bass, the whole thing. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I feel like nobody eats mutton anymore. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, like I feel like it's more... weather food. It's more of a a butcher's term in a way that's describing something. You know, Bel Campo has a very old timey feel to the way that they're approaching from raising their own animals. They're one of the few places outside of a large um, factory farm slaughterhouse. They have their own slaughterhouse, which is not easy to do legally to get in California. So I got they, one. from from raising to killing to butchering, they're controlling the entire ecosystem of their meat, which is pretty phenomenal. And I don't, I'm not sure if anybody outside of Harris Ranch can do that or has that. Um, yeah, well, that's true. But when but you never go to a restaurant and it just says sheep on the menu. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, it'll be lamb chop. And I'm not sure what the difference is between sheep and lamb. But, I mean, there's certain... It's age. Yeah, it, lamb is, is young. Is it, is it age? Yeah. yeah. So when you think about it, like everyone... Not everyone, but a lot of people will shy away from veal. Sure. Being, a, you know, they consider it cruelty for eating a young cow. But lamb, that's the only way you can get a sheep is when it's in the young form. Right. Nobody, you, you never really remember that a lamb means it's a young, young animal. And I'm you're just, a lamb lover. I am. But what, also, are you a veal? No, I don't oh, veal. yeah. So what's the diff? Well, I, without knowing more about it. I'm assuming that lamb is different in the sense that it's just young, as opposed to veal as a very specific process in the way that it's (laughs) (laughs) very Simpsonsy right there. In the way that it's uh, veal, uh, in the way that it's raised, sometimes will be put um, into pens that don't let them move to keep them from building up any intense muscle mass or keep that developing. Yeah, they're trying to keep it as soft as possible um you know they're play a lot of world of warcraft they're force fed uh <laughs> play a lot of world of warcraft <laughs> carwin's there yeah yeah which is why i like veal a lot it's because <laughs> yeah. we both, we're in the same guild on uh <laughs> on windrunner windrunner that's uh you know that's the realm i play on but mm, not a, not a ton um, going on in gym class for them so there's differences as I understand it, in the way that they're cared for and raised, and I, I mean, it's like it's the same thing. Why I, I don't eat foie gras, and I, I'm not judging anybody who does, but in a world where there's so many things we can eat and have choices for, um, and it might even be, you know, if somebody want to argue with me that it's semantics that I don't do it while I eat other kinds of meat. That's fine, but you know, I don't eat veal, I don't eat foie gras. I just, there's just things I don't have to eat. There's plenty of things I can choose, and I don't know. Now that you know that lamb is a young sheep. Are you going to avoid lamb now? It's just different yeah, practices, yeah, though, yeah, like yeah. you just said. Well, I mean, it's that's that's different. That's the ta- that's the taboo of veal is, is is the way it's treated, the way it's raised and treated, as opposed to just being young. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's or like Kobe, right? Or was, yeah, no, 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 not Kobe. well. I mean, there's probably different ways that they raise. So the veal is asking Kobe for it too, but yeah, yeah. basically <laughs> they did something. Yeah. Did you see what they were wearing? <laughs> they wanted it. 
But they the wanted lamp. to be putting those pen and immobilized mm-hmm. and force fed. But that mutton, that mutton chop was really good. Uh, people need to eat more mutt. So we had we had a goat tartare, goat tartare, which was very mild but good, but very mild. I was a little bummed on the goat tartare. Uh-huh. I thought that was going to be the the home run. Really? And it was uh, it was it was lacking. A the texture was really good. It texture was, was amazing. You could tell the quality of the meat was yeah. amazing. I thought it would be tougher than it was. It was. It tasted like any kind of beef tartare that I've had that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed mildly under-seasoned and didn't yeah. have a lot of flavor to it. It also wasn't very gamey or grassy, which yeah. I was surprised yeah. too. Yeah. Um, it was just very mild. And the meat-to-bread ratio, not good. Yeah, I was fine with that too. You were, kind of, you were bummed on not more bread. <laughs> No, too much bread. Oh, not enough I thought enough you were saying meat. there wasn't enough bread. No, like oh, okay. There were two fat slices of grilled bread, right? And then what seemed like a teaspoon and a half of of goat tartare. A good, a healthy half cup. I don't know about two teaspoons. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! How, anyway, how, all right. So nobody oh, cares. Still, oh. Nobody cares about us debating the amount of goat tartare <laughs> yeah. that we were served at Bell Campo. No, no, keep it but, going. Keep it going. Four uh, to five ounces. But it was just mild. Yeah. When, the, when you order goat, you want some. You want some goat, man. Well, give even, me that goat. Well, I mean, even in the description on the menu, it said it was seasoned with a lot of interesting things, and I didn't taste a single uh, one of them. Oh, that's a different. So. That's where I differ. I, I was tasting interesting spices, okay. but just no f- no meat flavor. But the but the mutton with the English peas and the mint. Oh, so good! So it was like a puree of English peas and mint with a mixture of whole English peas, and that was underneath the mutton chop, which was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had chicken wings that were some of the best I've I've ever had. I would say. And you thought they were sous vide? I, I don't know so if they too. were sous vide or braised. But there was a texture to them where they were so crisp and crunchy and absolutely just melting inside. They're, yeah, they're kind of like candied almost. Yeah. And then the meat, I've never had they a were phenomenal. where the meat separates from the bone just in one z- zinger. That's real nice. Oh, it was nice. And mm-hmm. then we had the roast beef platter, which was <laughs> really, really perfectly cooked rare roast beef. I've never seen more rare meat. But it was it was sliced very thinly, mm-hmm. and the quality of it was so good that I, it was not. I mean, I'm I don't I'm not weirded out by rare meat at all. But well, that that place, if you know where your your meat's coming from, like mm-hmm. that, I got a medium sure. rare, and it's just because you walk up and you never seen meat that was more just vibrant in color. Right. Like it looked like it had just been butchered. It's beautiful, like mm-hmm. my medium but rare burger. But the kicker there. served on top Texas toast. Well, which yeah. soaked up all this au jus and, and still was cooked so well and I'm sure with so much butter that huh. it still was crispy on the bottom, still had texture, but soaked through and then served the side of au jus and then a wedge salad yeah, with their that, bacon and blue cheese. I That's feel like that is, that is, that is the, the, uh, the quintessential perfect dish. Like yeah. everything it about it was, so it was solid. like... It was like one, like every time... You, like sometimes you'll get a dish, like a, a lot of places are, where it's like small plates where it's like, here's the thing... And you order like seven different things, and then things are good and things are bad. And now, nowadays, I stray away from getting the main course dish because it's always going to be disappointing. And I go for mm. the small plates. Or not always, but oftentimes. Often. If sure. there's like a restaurant where there's a bunch of $8, $12 small plates, and then like the $35 large plate, I would much rather just get four small plates instead of the main one because well we actually did that what's interesting is we actually did that that night because we were debating between getting the cowboy steak for two which was like a whole oh, meal that's good stuff or get individual dishes and mm. i was we were both kind of either way and we ended up getting so we could try more things but um, yeah it, it was the first time in a while where i remembered having like a, a main i mean i would consider that to be like a full meal because you get the salad with it yeah, maybe the best like wedge a, I've a ever had. In my proper life. entree, yeah. basically. It was really yeah. good. And then, yeah, but just a giant slice of Texas toast with just like Korean barbecue thin ass slices of rare meat just piled on top of it. With it the, was with definitely. The I mean, it was more than enough for one person. Are we talking um, full service? Yeah, full service. Oh, yeah. And then, but wineless. Yeah, we. Beers. We're, we're, I'm sure you're going to get to this too, right? Now. The main. The main part is they. they the the one positive thing Jonathan Gold said was that the bartender is doing the best cocktails he can think of in Los Angeles right now. Oh, huh. they were phenomenal, insane, man. 
No. I would have, uh, we would have had more had I not had to drive back to LAX to then pick up your girlfriend and then drive <laughs> back from there to Los Feliz or to Atwater. Yeah, it was one of those things where, yeah, that's, that's But we sucks. only had one apiece and they were, but it was enough and they what, were fantastic. What did you have? We had the uh, beet and tequila cocktail. Up or rocks? Oh, you guys both ordered the same thing. Rocks. Rocks. Well, we had, we had that and we had another one. It was Which like a was rum and bitters. Bitters and rum, but the, the main bad. alcohol in it, it was like half of the drink was just bitters. Yes. Okay. The main, the one, main, one bitters or, or uh, just regular Angus, Angus. Ango? Yeah. Ango. No, probably not. I, I mean, That's that insane. style, that normal, that, that straightforward classic. I think he bitters. said, I think he really? said like, Agonoth- like, a, like, Ag- an, like a, an ounce of Angostura. Ounce and a half. Holy macaroni and salad. And you couldn't tell. Well, that was the main, that was the thing about it that everyone was freaking out is like the main element of it is this gnarly bitters. Well, that's kind of making a comeback. It's smart to have a bitters heavy menu because then you have to spend a lot of money on juice because bitters ain't going bad. Yeah, it's more of a wild card too. It's not a perishable the- thing. It's smart to do bitters heavy cocktails. And yep. bitters with heavy meat. Yeah. It's exceptionally well. That's true. But you, you would never, I mean, it tasted like you're drinking like a nice. Iced tea or something. Yeah, like that. you would never. I would have never put it together that I was drinking majority of that being bitters. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking up the the cocktail so menu even. for the uh, for the pineapple guy right now. But so yeah, so it's full service. It's a, it's a normal restaurant with a great bar, and then attached to it is the full butcher shop as well. Yeah. Oh so, really? Uh, they're just pulling cuts um, from the butcher shop for the restaurant. So you can leave if the butcher shop is still open. In theory, you can leave. The restaurant and buy the exact same cut That's you cool. just ate and come home and cook it. Does it have any s- uh, similar aesthetics to the the Grand Central Market? Yeah, yeah. I think I feel like the yeah, look. shop looked almost the exact same. Had like, like the subway cool tile bar. and yeah. clean and nice and um. We then they have deviled ham. Oh, they have wow. deviled ham, which yeah, Jason I guess, got I very guess this one's not about. on the this one's not on the menu. But yeah, it's 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 beets. Beet juice and tequila and a few other things, and then there's like sort of a, the beet chip with on the D hundred beet chip on it. Cool, and uh, you'd never know that there's tequila in it. I mean, it tasted I'll like say a mild kombucha vibe. In a yeah, very it tasted good like way. the uh, like a shrub the health aid beet kombucha. Oh, it was so good. It could have been like a beet shrub kind of vibe. Could have been frightened. I could have frighteningly. What is a shrub again? Way too many of those. Shrub is is like analogous to. Have you had those the drinks? If you if anybody's been to the the, the pock pocket in in Chinatown, where you get those vinegar oh yeah yeah based yep. drinks oh, and you yeah. cut it with soda. Yep. That's kind of like a, what a shrub is. It's um, it's we actually even at Good Girl we kind of did one as well. We, um, but when we make it, sorry if Deep doesn't want to hear this, but it's we 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 use citric acid to get to emulate that sort of really sharp vinegary taste where yep. it tastes like it's full of vinegar, but if you add just the right amount, it, it kind of ghosts it. Well, shrub oddly enough, kind of get no love from me. <laughs> I don't want no shrubs. There, actually, the guy the uh, the bitters drink had they put phosphic acid in it. Yeah. Huh. And they, they like, so like, just it. just like acid in a powdered form to give the acidity, but without having with without having any added flavor. And giving a little bit of or foam. Or actually, to it, right? it could have. Yeah, yeah. They, and that, that's really funny because they actually might be being economical. And if you make a shrub out of the beet juice, you're going to have this long shelf life. And if you use citric acid instead of lemon well, or, or or lime juice, you're going to have a longer shelf life because it's just mm. how bad is fo- is uh, was it phosphoric acid versus juicing and the time it takes to juice the amount of without uh, us knowing, let's limes. not put it on Del Campo <laughs> that they're doing any of these things that we're speculating about. <laughs> no, just for our listeners possible. at home, but that's true. But oh, that, I, that I will... don't care if they're doing. It. I think that people should right, right, realize right. that that's the movement, no, 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 and that's no, like just, a big catalyst yeah. of the of the bitters movement. Is that it's really smart. Yes, it's a it's From it a preserves very well. well it, yeah, and they had like fifty bottles of bitters that were handmade yeah. in house and and organized chronologically by shade and darkness. Yeah, that's so. It's like a it was like a beautiful gradient of black to clear and every other golden brown color in between. And you're right about it kind of lending to the uh to the to the gaminess and the and the meat heavy and the beef heavy yeah no menu it's a, it's a it, great cut to all like a, those flavors like a Play, big California red versus you know like you want with a steak yep so it's gonna that, that makes sense too and also Belcampo has meat school they have meat the meat camp 
meat camp. Meat camp. Meat camp. That's meat right. Meat campo. And Andre is going to it. <laughs> I, I am going to meat camp. In October. You signed up for meat camp. Meatballs. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. my, uh, my friend Scott and I are going to share a tent at the Bill Campo meat camp in October. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. That sounds fantastic. And that's uh, in Northern it, California? My, my birthday is December 26th, so it's my birthday and Christmas present to myself to do this. Super excited. Wow. The only thing worse than having your birthday the day after Christmas <laughs> is having to get yourself your own present. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the first time I've, I've, uh, I've kind of splurged in this way, but it's, um, yeah, it's, good. it's two nights, three days of uh Food and kitchen skill classes based around open wood fire cooking with meat. So mm-hmm. it's uh, so meal to live in an episode of Mind of a Chef. Right. It's just like it's near. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's in Wairica in Northern California. It's beautiful. Um, Wairica? Wairica. That's like Eureka, but and then you're like, why am I here? Because <laughs> it's meat camp. That's why I'm here. <laughs> They're, they're describing it without having talked to anybody who's been, because I think they just had the first one last week, um, described as luxury uh, camping. So you get like a tent. It's called glamping. Clamping, yeah. Clamping. <laughs> and, I have a sleeping uh, bug if you want to borrow it. And Glampus. they've got yoga That's and boot camp in the mornings. And then you're cooking three meals a day. Uh, you don't have to do any dishes. You're just doing the food prep and learning how to cook. And you're up there with Pedro's over there with the CEO of <laughs> so El Campo shitty. is running it. And they're, some of their chefs that design their menus for the restaurants are also the ones that are doing the teaching. Um, and I just I couldn't be more excited to spend a weekend. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard the counselors get pretty crazy after you guys go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they skinny dip at the river while yeah. we're I, while I heard we're they're having a kegger down at the moon tower. <laughs> so they have everything from sausage making classes to butchery classes to knife skills classes. And then also just also the basic cooking. So they're teaching about different meats, temperatures, times, um, no coal and, and wood preparation for the fires. And Scott has a nice little backyard, so the the deal was that if we do this, he's going to build a nice little outdoor open fire cooking pit for us to use when we get back mm. to to share our, share you, the new knowledge with all our you, friends. Thanks, come, Uncle Scott. Thanks, Scott. So you're going to come home with your red belt. Oh yeah, and he's going to build the dojo and in the I'm, backyard. I'm going <laughs> to sweep that leg. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're going to yeah. So like they do like the full like Iron Cross style. Oh yeah. Gaucho. Yep. There's there's an episode so of Mind of the ha- Chef. So <laughs> we're going to have to hunt down a, a goat, basically, <laughs> yes. and then build our own Iron Cross, for sure. That whole cook... Because they're... I don't remember. It's on... I think it's on season three of Mind of a Chef, but there's like the crazy South American Sh- guy. Chef's Table. Oh, Chef's Table. I think it's right. Chef's Table. Well, there... It, it's, it's on, on Mind of a Chef, too. Okay, it's I haven't seen the Mind of a Chef. But he's like the weird that. mystic guy from South yeah. America who's kind of the old old chef master, and he bought a house in Patagonia Yep, on a mm. remote island that you can mm-hmm. only access by a little boat. And he just does this open fire cooking method where he just builds a fire just in the middle of a field or whatever. Yeah. A regular fire. And then he knows with the wind and the time and the air and the humidity where... And he, and he just takes a full goat on an iron cross and then just... Well, that's what they're showing in the episode. I have a feeling he's got an assistant with a meat thermometer poking it every now and then. No, I don't know, man. No, all right. No, he's I think like, there's a little bit, but you know, he's a, mystic. A little as movie hell. magic happening in there. There could be that, but, I, I but I'm, going t- by I'm talking smell about and sight like, and everything. It, it seems like there's no way that this could work, but it works obviously. But like, he builds just a regular campfire out of just logs, and then by you know all of these weird variables, he attaches a full goat body you know pinned to the cross like jesus on a, right. on a wooden stake and he knows exactly how far away and it's and it's like five to ten feet away from the fire it's not like right next to it on a rotisserie it's like it's kind of far away yep and we're, whichever way the wind is blowing all that stuff and it just sits there and cooks for hours and hours and it turns i mean and it's just like the best way to cook a whole a whole animal yeah when you're cooking whole i mean i haven't done it a lot but when you're cooking whole animals too, it's I've done you know, chicken. The exterior that you're making when it's that big, you have a. It's very forgiving with how long you can burn the outside of it completely. 
Because what you're do, you know you're trying to go for an inter- internal temperature in the middle of the animal too to basically be totally cooked through. So, in that way that you you've got a lot more forgiveness as opposed to trying to do like a small New York. Yes. You know, like it's that way where it's like when you're doing a pork shoulder, pork mm-hmm. shoulder you can let it go over as long as it's not under. You know, like you want to overcook it, you want to get it like 200 right. degrees for it all to break down. As you could do to a like, pork shoulder for six hours, or you could do it for nine hours, and it's going to it, be pretty similar in the yes. way that like it's not going to be ruined. It might be the, might be a little softer in texture that you want, but mm-hmm. in the end, it's going to taste really good and it's going to be really great. Mm-hmm. So I would say, uh, you know, in that in that vein, that is very, very uncontrolled compared to when you're doing something on a smaller piece over a grill. That whole animal cooking in front of a, in front of like a wood fire or a, or a pit, it's it's a lot more forgiving as far as how long you let it go. I want to know if you're going to be in meat camp. <laughs> three, <laughs> the name is yes. <laughs> Continue. I will be at meat camp in October. Two days, three nights. Yeah. Three meals a day. Glamping. 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 Yoga. Three meals a day. Alcohol included. Eating presumably every meal. I don't know. Just just to just a yin and yang, I guess. Why not? What? what? Well, this will not. You keep the energy. That's actually a, a a foreshadow to my question. Three meals a day, presumably meat oriented. Yeah. Sleeping in a tent, how's this going to work out for you uh, digestion-wise? Uh, it'll be all right. It'll be fine. I, I feel like I, that doesn't really happen. I mean, it depends probably on how fatty the meat is that we're eating. Mm-hmm. And my experience with El Campo is that the way they raise their animals, the, the texture and the taste is not dependent on marbling. Right. Um, I, I've yeah. seen some very interesting leaner cuts that I bought from Bel Campo that look like they're not going to be as as textured and as perfect as they seem to be, <laughs> even as a very even, you know, like medium red the whole way through and you don't see a lot of the fat marbled in. You know, I think like the digestion stuff is changes when you're eating a lot of fat. And I yes. don't see a lot of that happening probably. So that's probably why you do the yoga in the morning. No, but let's, because let's your body be, is about to be... Let's be clear. Scott Mosher is going to get Dutch oven more than <laughs> once during the course of our stay. Bring some sure. melatonin. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've been really wanting to camp lately. It's going to be Scott Buttercup Mosier by the time we leave that place. Steve and I went recently. Yeah, you guys just did a camp. Yeah, we camped. You did a one-night camp in Malibu. Yeah, we had a, we had a short amount of time to get one in. Yeah. How, was your, uh, how was the goat on the Iron Cross? Was it pretty good? <laughs> I Pretty much we got there. Uh, Stu took a folding chair out of the back of my truck, <laughs> put it under a tree with a little bit of sunlight, and said that he doesn't have to do anything else. Yeah, I think this he's, is he's done. <laughs> I think and this, he put this it in recline Looks like my position. work is done here. <laughs> yeah. He was just chase lounged out. Yeah, we, yeah. We, you know, you come in guns blades like, oh, we're going to go on a rad hike, do everything, and then you sit and we're in the shade. It's like, this is... Then there's just like beautiful mountainscape in the in the distance. Like, ah, I'm good right here. A creek as well. Yeah, yeah. We went. There's a, a swimming hole. Last time we had gone, we went swimming. But this time, I think we just got kind of traversed on a. On yeah, you a, just do whatever you feel. Yeah, we did like a a, a hike and kind of damn near got poisoned, oaked or ivied, whichever one it was, and went back and cooked hot dogs and drank beers. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah, it was we a good time. ate a lot of hot dogs. It was really nice. Yeah, it was a short, like a uh, twenty-four hour town get out. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Just, you just, you know, pack up, bail, back, like noon the next day. You slept in a tent. Yeah, we slept, yeah, we slept in, in a tent. tent. Yeah, plenty big. Did you have a cooler? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Was it a Yeti cooler? Ah, <laughs> it was not a Yeti. Not no, a Yeti. I, 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 not I, a Yeti. I refuse to to pay for one of those. If Yeti's listening. We definitely take all sponsorships. For a sponsorship yeah. Yeti. I mean, I absolutely love Yetis, and I w- I'm planning on buying one very soon. <laughs> I, 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 have, I, have, I have not used a cooler. I, I can't remember the last time I used one, like in a decade, because I don't go camping. And Also, spent, Australians call coolers eskies. Eskies. Like an Eskimo. Yeah. Eskies. Isn't that fun? We could pack up a, like a 2000K generator. And uh, bring this on the road for a, for a camping call those trip. Australians yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a two K wallaby right there. <laughs> um, no, but I, for someone who has never used a cooler, I've been trying to find a reason to buy a Yeti cooler <laughs> a for like the last three months. Statement. What? <laughs> someone who's never used a cooler? No, I mean I don't think I ever really have. Yeah, I mean I've I've never bought a cooler. Yeah, and. I mean, I've used coolers, obviously. Sure. I've been to a backyard barbecue where they got beers in the cooler. Oh, my God. I've, never, I've never bought a cooler. Just go to a, a, a Dodger game. 
You know, I got a party pack. Well, I, got, I got like a cool pack, like a soft pack. You can throw yeah. For the, the same way, I don't, I don't plan on buying a cooler until I have to go camping. Like nobody's bringing a Coleman to a Dodger game. Uh, you put Unless it in your you're car. tailgating. And that's what that. There Unless you go. Cheap. All right. Unless you're like a cheapie. All right. What do you mean? You're keeping uh, your beers cold. That's a lovely thing to do. Have you guys discussed when uh, Jason was vegetarian? He kept his own uh, hibachi grill in the trunk of his car so that he wouldn't eat off of our meat grill. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was pretty common. To, like we would barbecue in my backyard because my uh, my parents had a grass grill, and uh, he would put his hibachi <laughs> on the stairs next to the grill. And, and light up his own veggie burgers. It's <laughs> hardline. It's called dedication, man. It's yeah. called hardline. But always in the trunk. And there was, Sprite line. I believe, a cooler full of spray paint in his trunk, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was definitely spray paint in there. Is a Yeti full of, this a, a Yeti full of spray paint? Yeah, maybe the only time I did buy a cooler is when it was filled with spray paint. And your bong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Did we mention that we've known Steve for years and years and years? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is all off speculation. I just met these guys. But I figured he had a hibachi <laughs> mm-hmm. in his trunk. He's a Yeti salesman. He screws by. <laughs> yeah, even before I was into food and cooking, I traveled at all times with a grill. No, but I've seriously been inventing ways in my head in the future that I could possibly use a cooler just so I can buy a Yeti cooler. So you think, think this cooler so is so cool, no pun intended, that you w- don't need it at all, but yet you're trying to find a way to justify yeah, it. Yeah, and they're how absurdly much is, expensive, How much does too. this cooler cost for an average size $400, cooler? $500. There's a few different. There's different tiers. That's a one-time cooler, though. You they buy it. You buy a, lifetime. They're yeah. bear-proof. What if you so lose it, So now I'm trying to find ways to oh, hang out with gonna bears. Lose yeah, it's going to get ganked. I, unfortunately, oh, yeah, yeah. the yeah Yeti doesn't. I, I was on their website maybe a year ago, and I noticed they don't make like a small product. Everything is yeah. is is really large. Even and, and, their soft, and their like soft pack version, you know, like that's not the hard cooler. That thing is two hundred and eighty five dollars. So, Jeez, Louise. But I, I do plan on buying a Yeti hat, quite possibly. <laughs> What's so good about the Yeti? Why why is it four hundred dollar cooler? Well. As far as the actual engineering in it, I don't know it's why it's so much butt. better. But it can keep ice cold for and like if you put if you fill days. it with ice and in cans, it's you're gonna have ice for days. Days. Oh. It's like amazing. Three, four days, you're gonna open that thing up it, and there's still gonna be ice inside. It would like, revolutionize than if you put ice in the refrigerator. Site cooking. On site cooking. Yeah, off site cooking. Yes. Oh. On site cooking? It's like a bunch of really yeah. smart engineer rednecks who like to hunt and mm-hmm. fish invent were like there can be a better cooler. There's got to be a better way. And their better cooler didn't involve like putting a CD player on the side of it. Yes. It was like actually making it r- highly, highly that, functional. That does sound cool, though. Tell me, tell <laughs> me more. <laughs> By the way. It's an auxiliary I mean, port in the side. Do they, do they make that option? Should they make a Yeti that has the built-in moped? <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. I mean, that is the best. I mean, they have to have won some type of Nobel Prize for that. Maybe. Inventing a cooler with wheels on it and a motor. <laughs> Those exist. I know they do. Okay, but like, sorry. I'm saying it, it doesn't get enough shine as it deserves with a with a motor. Oh yeah, yeah. You can you, you can, can ride on it. Around. You, yeah, you drive it. Didn't didn't um, Ramsey had one? Ramsey. I was gonna say didn't Ramsey or Ramsey's dad have one mm-hmm. at Fourth of July once or something? Oh yeah, R- Ramsey. So shout is out Ramsey. Also an old. Friend. I can't remember. Yeah, another he's, old he's friend from middle school. Hi James. <laughs> Hi James. Hi James. All right, so yeah, Yeti. We'll check out the Yeti. We're, We're going to find a way. Let's all just put it on a one. Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was a, like oh, yeah, a, just a really nice cooler. I didn't know it kept ice cold for so long. For days. Yeah. Even the, the, yeah. the, the handheld, like the tumbler, will keep ice cold I bought the tumbler, days. the tumbler and the koozie. I you didn't mention I, that you own it. I've got everything Jeez. sub $35 that they make. I just haven't jumped in the 500 market yet. Mm. But um, something. I will say like for... If you really did actually need a good cooler, I mean, they are amazing. Because if you're going out fishing for a couple days yeah. and you don't have ice storage, I mean, you put ice in this thing, you, you can be out for a couple days, have your fish on ice. I mean, they're functional. They're way beyond fashion. You know, they're like, they're, they really are as good as they cost. Well, also, I just don't have any need for them yeah, whatsoever. Think of the inverse. It'll keep your soup hot for days. Woo! No, my coffee People stays. People always forget about insulation. Yeah, goes both ways. <laughs> can you, know? you just put it straight in? In the in the container, yeah, just just dump um, it straight into the yeah. Yeti. Well, we like you can get the big igloos with a spigot, and uh, places that serve uh, soups like ramens offsite, we'll just use like a big old igloo cooler for the soups. Just clean that fucker out. Soup cooler, soup cooler. I will Aww. say it did occur to me though that you know if you're trying to do the bootleg sous vide, 
you're not going to have a better insulated that is large true. L- like if you're going to do like a whole brisket like something really big not even like, bootleg well, better well, than better than or, saying yeah so cuz normally you, a sous vide is just i mean people will just do right. it in a in so a it's going to hold yeah, the temperature camera. you know you shut the lid on that thing it's going to hold the temperature of that water in there oh, you don't need for to shut days the lid, yeah. or not even shut the lid but Speaking of, I need to do more. I've been sl- sleeping on my suit. I know. Uh, I was thinking about that recently. We haven't done anything with it. It's been making life at the restaurant. I think we need to invest in a vacuum seat. Wonderful. We need to get a food saver. Well, yeah, you kind of get one of the same. There's like we we use one at Target, and we're using it constantly. We're souving all day long at, at Good Girl. Really? Just to cut um, cut cook times down. What you souving? Uh, eggs, beef, pork, chicken. Yeah, that's that, that's the bulk of it. Really? Yeah. Not much for veg, but I feel like we have done it. But yeah, just to, you know, we do a rice noodle salad with beef and it comes with seared beef. Right. And, and other, you know, people are like, why is my thing taking 20 minutes? Like, well, it's a big piece of beef, sir mm-hmm. or madam. But if we use the sous vide, it's, you know, it comes down, probably comes out in, you know, no more than seven minutes with resting time. It's fast. Mm. Mm-hmm. A peek behind the curtains and how Oz makes their banh mis. Yeah. yeah. Didn't say bon me. I said rice noodle salad. Rice noodle salad. <laughs> uh, also, I went, when I went to Good Girl Dinette, I had an interesting preparation where they have the blistered corn. Sure, that's oh, incredible. That's a that's a summer classic. People freak out, when but it comes around, uh, and they the freak way, out for good reason because it's that good. It's really quite it's good. So good. But the way that she cooks it is is amazing. Where it's just a corn on the cob that's cut into like quarters. Yeah, to medallions, big medallions, and then. Puts those whole straight into the deep fryer. Yep. And I've never seen that before. And it's a real it's bummer. A you're going to get popped and you know, you're going to get... Because you know, there's a lot of water and corn. So sure. water and oil, you're going to get... Bzz, bzz, bzz. Here, it's going to mess up your arms and your hands pretty good. But it's damn good. Yeah, the Stew Zone Stew is featured on KPCC oh, today yeah. on Marketplace. Uh, Marketplace. You are on... A competing radio show. Described <laughs> as the bearded hipster manager of yeah. local local Highland Park hotspot, Good Girl Dinette. She didn't say all that, but she did not she say did all that. She did mention the bear. Yeah, yeah. Why, what, what were had, you being interviewed for? Oh, I wasn't actually being interviewed at all. I was just having a conversation and somebody happened to be recording it. Being illegally, <laughs> being illegally recorded. It's fine. I, I, I Thanks, didn't realize. I had no idea that it was going to end up on right. Marketplace. You had no idea they're going to re- release the wires. No, it was WikiLeaks just WikiLeaks style. What happened? I mean, it's all online now. But it's just somebody approached us, asked if we uh, could do a big pre-order for some people that are in town from North Carolina. To see how Highland Park is just this up and coming. To see the animals in the wild. To see animals in the wild, basically. So a bunch of, and they never said who it was, but it ended up being low. So I mean, this is all online, just the Google search marketplace, and it's actually like a neat little piece. It's mm-hmm. bizarre. So this this company, uh, I think they're based out of San Francisco. They do these, or maybe LA, these bus tours for yeah. for people with big corporations, the Lowe's. They didn't say Target, but something along those lines, just mm-hmm. to see how their their demographics changing and going away from all suburbs and going into these sort of nebulous cities uh, adjacent to to like central locales like Highland Park. We're kind of a suburb, but we're not. You know, we're still part of L.A. Mm-hmm. Or th- their example is off this research. Lowe's just put their first Lowe's in Manhattan. You know, you don't you think of going out of the out of town to do your big shopping. Like Costco's are in suburbs vis a vis space or just like it ain't cool. But they're mm-hmm. realizing like, oh man, it's kinda convenient to have a Lowe's in Manhattan, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these guys I don't you know And they like their bon mis. Yeah, so they came in, <laughs> asked me questions out about the neighborhood and But I didn't know the story was gonna happen. I was bon listening to the radio actually yeah. making food for dinner tonight and then the show mentions that it's at the Google Dinette, and I was like, mm, do Ear, it. Ears are perking, ears it. are perking. <laughs> and then I was like, and we're going to hear a word from the manager of the restaurant to describe the, do it. And then yeah. it was your voice ringing through. Me. Talking about the Blowing brains out on the speakers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so I'm assuming you gave a shout out to the stew on NPR. Yeah, so you t- yeah sure did. Oh, yeah, what do you think about Highland Park? Well, first of all, on my podcast, The <laughs> Stew, where we talk about gentrification every day, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, they just asked me what I th- it was really uncomfortable to have a bunch of very white people, men and women from North Carolina asking me about uh 
gentrification. I was like, well, this is kind of silly. Yeah, like, I just work here, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to get into this like, conversation God. with you guys. Sure you want to go down this road? I was like, you need some more iced tea? Like, can I get you a little something yeah. else? No, because like, but no, it, it was. So what'd you upsell them nice. on? <laughs> I never upsell. Did you, did you get them on the desserts or on what? the rice noodle salad with beef always. <laughs> <laughs> you never upsell when you're working? Um, I do it in the most subtle way. I don't really, there's, it, we don't, I don't know. How would you do an upsell subtly? Oh, jeez. How do you slide it in? Well, I yeah, just what do you tend recommend? to like the things that are the most expensive. Drake really likes typically the, the best. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, an upsell? That's such a weird art. I think I do it without really consciously well, it's not, doing look, it. Look, that was a joke. The upsell doesn't exist at the places you've worked at. Upsell uh, exists in TGI Fridays. It w- no, if, if there's spirits and there's a wine list, God, yes, the upsell is a oh, thing. Yeah. You're trying to push the most expensive bottle of wine, the most expensive beer, the most expensive spirit. Mm. Uh, you're going to push the steak. I mean, mostly at restaurants, the thing that you're selling is often the thing that you have. Oh, we got a lot of like, we got a lot of pork chops. Like, Stewie, could you move these pork chops? We haven't. They haven't been moving this week. Like, they got to get through those because I don't want them to go bad. That's the thing. In which case, I don't feel like I'm swindling anybody like oh you know what this is a really good pork chop i'm not i don't mind pushing it for mm-hmm. my chef i'm doing my chef a solid so but upsell gosh to get like the ticket higher oh jeez i mean i have a couple buttons in a come down while. on that shirt yeah. the chicken's going bad <laughs> Stewie. get those fingers moving sure <laughs> yes sir yeah i don't know <laughs> you're right good girl isn't like the most upsell it's just like yeah sell the pie because the pie's gonna go bad you know we, right. you don't refrigerate pie you know it's just gonna be funky the next day you got one shot yeah one serves to sell pie you've got one shot you kind of do this pie is funky <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 no but I, i'm like a, a a terrible and a brilliant salesman when it comes to working in restaurants mm. like i i don't really try but i always end up with like Usually up there with the highest sales out of any servers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's about it. Krebs, as a avid podcast listener of the Stew, you surely must have some questions, thoughts, yeah, remarks, notes that you could give us. Am I being replaced? From you, from, from listening to yeah, I'm sitting across from Andre right now. And yeah. I think this is going to happen. Shit. It's my contribution. I just dimmed the light. I knew uh, it was coming. I, it's, you know, it's hard from my standpoint as I really like all you guys. So my, my opinion is bias. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't, you don't have to say it. I mean, you can just say like it's... Yeah, it can be positive. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely love it. I feel like I'm hanging out with you guys, uh, you know, at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. the one thing I really enjoy is when Stewie says, "I make that." That makes sense. That's it. That's his catchphrase, and it, it, really, and it, and it just I never, never fits in. So angry. I yeah. say it all the time. Was, I thought our catchphrase was "bang bang." Bang bang. <laughs> bang bang. Bang bang. Stewie says it when he doesn't understand. Sometimes he's just like that makes sense, and then he'll call himself on it as well. Yeah. I know. I've, I, yeah, I really have. Like, oh, what is wrong? You have with to me? pay taxes every year. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes I feel sense. like when Stewie's not here, you just, if you just had a drop, you know, a drop <laughs> for like you never say he couldn't make it. You just say that makes sense. This is intro, drop it a couple times the episode. <laughs> Ironically, I don't think I've said it on this podcast. Seth, you, you have not. I think I said that's smart, and I was like, oh, that's too close to that. Makes sense. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no, I love it. I've You've never, never noticed? Oh god, I say that. it so much. But now it's gonna. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for it. Hey, it's better than saying the F word as many times like I usually do. That's true. We have, yeah. have this is a curse-free podcast. We keep it fairly clean. Have you noticed yeah. that his language has cleaned up over the course of the podcast? Absolutely. I haven't heard a curse word this whole episode, and, oh, I, I, and I was happy earlier. about that. Also, yeah, there you I'll go. Throw, well, yeah. thanks, I like to keep it under earlier. five. Jason dropped an F-bomb, I, I like think, to keep earlier. it under five. Five maximum. Like... Uh, like when you're watching Comedy Central after 10 p.m., you'll get like, <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to say shit like three times. Cheese and crackers. Yeah, Cheese yeah. and rice. <laughs> I think I think South Park blew it out once, right, with the counter. Oh yeah. Did you guys yeah, see yeah. the shit episode? That's yeah, right. yeah. They yeah. also they bought out early on when they did bigger, longer, and uncut. They paid all the fines to show it at midnight. I remember Uncensored, that. and it was. I mean, it's like the most offensive a movie possibly can get, and they're just like, let's do it. And they went out of pocket themselves just to show it and do it on the air. And like the FCC fines were absurd. They're like, what's, what is money? I don't know. Yeah. It's the Santa Fe Beach, y'all. Yeah, they have uh, an agreement that the, the, the episode can't be watched by Comedy Central until they air it. I didn't know that. Yeah, they that's write amazing. it all the way up until it's done. Like They don't show it to anybody. That's, that's part of their... Yep. 
They, yeah, they, they wield a lot of. Yeah, power. there was that. Netflix. We do the same thing here at this podcast. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Stewie, Stewie doesn't tell us anything yeah. he's going to say until we hit record, and then, and then Grams is not allowed to hear it yeah. before it airs. <laughs> no. I, yeah. Shout out Grams. Was Grams Grams on this? She's listening. Uh, moms is a listener. Moms is a listener. She's yeah, moms. Moms yeah, does it tall tales, but moms stews. Yeah, we told our mom not to listen to my other podcast, Tall Tales, but she does listen to this one. Which is one a part of another reason why I try to keep the language a little cleaner. But also, yeah. you know, it's it's a food podcast, and I'm assuming we have some family listeners, and you know, housewives and some older people who want to learn about food and all that stuff without us talking about bad language and stuff. Yeah, it's just sort of. I remember the the when I the first time I was on the show, I was sort of a guest to a degree with Kate Green, yeah. and I sounded so stupid. Yeah, because I swore, but, like, I am right now. but I but I said things that I thought were smart, but it just it just tainted it. If yeah, and I I, I and I when I listened to it, I I just like I'll never do that again. I'll be listening to that on the way home. Yeah, it's, it's really a- funny. <laughs> it's a yeah. I think well, I well, you know, being on a being on a talk show or a TV show or radio, whatever, all that stuff. You know, like not nobody is good at it at first. Yeah. It just, yeah, it takes a while. Well, as moms is a listener, like she's, it's not foreign for you to be cursing all the no, time. No, it's fine. I mean, we, as, as we were growing up, uh, <laughs> Stu probably had the dirtiest mouth around his parents of anybody we know. I just, I broke them down. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I swear so much in front of my parents. Every day. Yeah, I, bits I of rage. To, I used to not, but now I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll swear a little bit. I started swearing when I moved back home when I was like 25 or so because our dynamic shifted to where it was more like we're roommates. As opposed to you know, I was like an adult, and you know, I mm. lived out of my own and paid bills. Pop so, up give. Yeah, we just they just kind of turned like Graham's just turned into like my homie Marianne, where I would swear in front of, and, <laughs> and then she started re- realizing like, oh, you know, this is this is just Did you who read my is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My name was on it. <laughs> <laughs> also, if my girlfriend's listening to this, I did eat all the hummus today. Yeah. And I'm very sorry. <laughs> I, I did the I did the move where I ate the My whole homie Marianne. <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing ever. Yeah, it's different. Oh, we shifted. God. We became friends. I did a spit take. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Yo, Marianne, what it do? Yeah, but it's true. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I, mean, I call her Grams for God's sake. She's like Grams. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. that spit take. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I did the move with the uh, with the pita chips where you eat ninety four percent of the bag. <laughs> And then you close the bag up and you, you puff it up a little bit, give a little give a little air to it, hit it with the rubber band. <laughs> and then I know that tomorrow she's gonna come home and be like, I just think of Sam opening that. the pita chip bag and just seeing a bunch of crumpled newspaper inside of it. <laughs> it's like a bunch of styrofoam peanuts inside. Like I don't even know what happened, babe. A I mean, little it, double stick on the inside. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but she'll. I mean, as soon as she picks up the. The, the the nice full bag of pita chips that weighs point point zero so grams. Good. She's gonna be a little upset, but hey, it's okay, baby. I'll be back. I'll be back next week. No, putting. Did you put back the? So was the was the hummus container completely empty when you put it back? The hummus is at, that's disrespect. No, no, the hummus yeah, is disrespect. The hummus at is at eighty percent. The pita chips are at ninety two percent empty. Because Maggie takes the hummus downtown, and I will, <laughs> I will get in that fridge and just open up an empty container of hummus and be like, just throw it away. You're, the worst. Get <laughs> me all excited. Oh, get like, oh shit! This, this is, oh, there's some tri-layered Trader Joe's hummus left in here. That's you, nice. Are you say, are we nice. are we saying that women are more likely to do that? I, oh, no, no I would never that. say anything of that, that sort. Of it's hard to stop hummus. Not a part I'm of this. saying it. You can't pause hummus. You can't pause hummus. You no. can't pause hummus. You cannot pause hummus. <laughs> but, I mean, thank God we're living in a time where our unpausable food is something as healthy as a hummus. Where back in the day, you're like, I can't unpause this cheese whiz. You know, like whatever it was that you would dip your chips. <laughs> like, I can't unpause this this uh, French onion Cool Ranch Dorito or that whatever. You know, fantastic right The now. dips of your. Yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking, but... The, uh, I'm imagining you with cheese whiz in your hand. Did you have cheese whiz when you were younger? Was that a thing of yours? Was it, was it vegan? I used to like cheese whiz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to like ready whiz. whip vegan cheese okay. whiz. Not so much. That's right. Okay. Rod's ready whip. Ready uh, whip. Rod's ready whip. Cheese whiz fan. Yeah. Good times. Ugh. <laughs>
I like cheese its <laughs> I like a cheese it. Why did you face? laugh if you said cheese its Cheese its <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> well, a funny word. Let's get down story. on some snack foods. What else you got? I guess I got happy. <laughs> oh. It's the afternoon, you know? Snap pea crisp. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lightly I don't. Salty. I don't like the uh, the coating it gives on your stomach or on your on your mouth. Mouth. Like me it, too. It, it gives film. kind of a strange film. Yeah. yeah. Not too into it. That's true. Yeah. Like astronaut ice cream, kind of like meow, meow. What no is astronaut this? ice cream. I'm down with that. I'm, that a, film? I'm a huge like fan that. of a Trisket. It's like a carnation. Trisket. Yeah, yeah. I'll go Trisket sometimes. I like a Trisket. I had I'll a Trisket in years. In the supermarket. What do you dip the Trisket in though? Hummus. Jeez. <laughs> <You got> it. <laughs> uh, I'm a wheat thin man. Yeah, yeah like all timer for me for as sure. well. But you know what? I like doing PB and J triscuits. Mm. Just a couple, just three or four on a plate. A little peanut butter and jelly on it. Almond what? butter. Yeah, peanut butter and honey on a triscuit is quite good too. You right? should do a peanut butter and pickle triscuit. Oh yeah, when you have your like that. 1960s Tupperware party appetizer <laughs> do platter. <laughs> Really? I don't know if there's room next to all that salmon mousse I like to serve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Golly, really? God, the Gordon like Gecko so, appetizers. So <laughs> gastronomic in a weird way. Ugh. I mean, I guess it's not that salmon weird. I love foam. a chicken liver mousse. Every time I, it's funny, we're talking about tartare, and every time I, I swear to God, every time I see tartare in a menu, I instantly think of that scene in Wall Street when, when Gordon Gecko is at the the fancy French restaurant and tells Sheen, try the beef tartare, it's excellent. And like the, the waiter comes over in the penguin suit, lifts the tray off the top, and it's got the, like the beef tartare with the raw egg yolk on top. Mm-hmm. That's, that's e- every time I think of or see tartare, I'm like, huh, I'm like Sheen right now. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things to eat. Is it, is it's one tartar. of my favorite things to eat yeah, as well. It just really is. Will you eat it without toast points? Sure. I'll eat it with a spoon, yeah. I don't eat anything. I'll eat it with spoon. Yeah, I will. I prefer it on a on a bread, yep. but I will definitely eat it raw dog. Oh yeah, but not. But it has to be. I like it with the accoutrements. I like the capers. I like the shallots. I like all that. All the that pickles, business. In there. The pickled shallots, cornichons, cornichons. Oh sure. There's just so many ways to do it. I love it. There's so many ways to tar. Mm-hmm. Moroccan side. Put some raisins in there. So many ways. Feel free to tweet no. me at them no. jeans. Oh yeah, of course. No raisins. Raisins in yeah. tartar. Oh, what? what? Yay. All right, the Stu yeah. Podcast is our Thanks website. for listening, everybody. Oh. We're no longer going to air this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is our last <laughs> podcast. The podcast Thank you for listening. We'll have Jared on. Jared uh, Simmons, the old chef, wants to come on the podcast. And no, he will yeah, talk about... He's not allowed on this podcast. You, yes, yes. Uh, we use his kitchen. Did he a raisin? No, he had it. Okay. I mean, he went to France. And it's, you know, France is close to Morocco. And that's just like... There's so many different ways to tartare yeah. in France. We will definitely bring up tartare. I will say there are, there are a lot he of... He makes a damn good tartare. He makes a good tartare, but he makes it fairly classic. Right, but yes. he was inspired in France because he's like, dude, I had so many tartares in France everywhere I went. And no one made it the same way twice. There's mm. a lot of fruit mm. cooking in savory Moroccan dishes. Yeah. Lots yeah. of dates, lots of fruits, mm-hmm. lots of raisins. Lots so of fruits. Makes sense. I will say that... Like, like a out of Out of... This conversation of not liking fruits and certain things. This is why I don't like Moroccan, Moroccan food. I do like Moroccan food, and I will say that like that's. I'll take exception to it. Yeah. Or like, there's always the smallest taste, well, like will, like a currant or like a very small yeah. raisin. It's hardly like a. It's like. But when you've got like centuries of cooking, ethnic cooking that specifically involves an ingredient that really is intrinsic to the dish and flavors it in a way. Yeah. I mean it. That that's. I'll eat that and mm. I'll enjoy that. But when someone's like giving me a kale salad with. With sliced strawberries on top, it's like yeah. that's okay. That's you're just that's no. Get out of here! I don't, with I don't that want shit. that. But if you're if you're slow bracing apricots with a quail, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just not. It's it's thoughtful and, and there's a purpose to it as opposed yes. to something just kind of throw on top to be mm-hmm. zany. Yeah, we we don't do no zany cooking here on the stew. That is such a lie, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a zany debate. We next week, zany. <laughs> I mean, peanut butter pickle sandwiches alone. Dijonets, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, all right, guys, it's been a blast. As always, thank you for listening, all of our people listening. Thank you for Shout out to Lenny doing the second podcast. New dog alert. Uh, yeah, Lenny's the awesome. Seconds, dude. Yeah, we have a dog. My new dog. Yeah, Gorgi. He's been now. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. He's he's got he's got some corgi in him, and it was fun to watch a half corgi walk downstairs. Yeah, half corgi, hundred <laughs> percent charm. They don't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs>
yeah, it's like me fitting in a Mini Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> or trying to buy shoes to at a store. Yeah, <laughs> like me trying to buy clothing. <laughs> uh, all right, you can follow me on social media at Them Jeans, and you can listen to my other podcast, Tall Tales, as well. It's like this, but no food. Nikki Jaggerman, hi. <laughs> uh, and I'm Stu Stewart on Instagram and Stewie Stewart on Twitter, I believe. Under Conor Power has no social media because he's not very cool. I am not cool. I have no <laughs> social media. Well, that makes you cool, right? He's not very cool. Yeah. yeah. Not cool at all. He still has an AOL. I'm going to meet e- camp. AOL email address? <laughs> not cool at all. I Can literally he? do have an AOL. That is <laughs> yeah, not a joke, do. listeners. You can AOL in some messenger. It's not my only email, <laughs> but I still have an AOL address. It's He'll be, he's in a chat room right now. <laughs> it's FSU chat room. <laughs> all right, Krebs, what, uh, what's your Instagram? Uh... StephenKrebs.com. We didn't even get a chance to talk. Stephen, <laughs> oh, I'm going to yeah. cut him off before you finish uh, yeah. it. Thank you. Off. Yeah. Not only mentioning just social media, but mentioning his Instagram. Stephen is an amazing photographer. Yes, he is. Uh, oh, thanks, so bud. please, please listen and write this Instagram account down. It, no, taking, I just, you could just go yeah. to my website, too. It's uh, Or my Instagram. It's uh, My Instagram is Stephen with a V underscore K-R-E-B-S. Or my website's Stephen K-R-E-B-S dot com. Mm-hmm. He's taking some of the best photos of Jason and I, probably anyone ever. Yeah, be, yeah, my website's a little short on pictures of the stews, but but it's <laughs> it's going to come up very soon, yeah. uh, as well as maybe a need to. five print zine <laughs> for these guys too, because uh, there's to. there's timeless amounts of photos. Uh, maybe I'll just do it on on Stewie if I ever want to be on this podcast <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little, oh gosh. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.